that is one of the the pathways to civil war right. which i have been very much a that's never gonna happen kind of person and i am coming off of that uh certainty i still think it's a very low probability but i am increasing the odds in my mind of of like the the full worst case scenario but i think the most likely scenario is that we undergo an insurgency or we become an autocracy yeah yeah i, I think those are the two most likely outcomes world and welcome back <laughs> to another rhythmic episode of the amer podcast or should i say danceable yeah i can make music with my mouth mm -hmm. acapella let's go baby yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if the world's ready to hear what kelly and i were doing before the show started <laughs> let's just leave leave the listeners imagination never know we're back it's been a hot minute but we've got a quick little update for y'all on the one year anniversary of the january 6th insurrection bullshit excuse me we don't like it. we have the original crew in the house this evening with us because he's on my screen first our west coast correspondent with that lovely long hair Tyler Grillo, how's it going, sir? Hey, how's it going? Good, top knot. Uh, good. Happy Happy New Year's, uh, Gregorian New Year's, uh, listeners. I went down to Joshua Street. It was nice, and uh, now I'm here. Now I'm here. So uh, I'm not excited for our topic tonight, but you know it's an important one to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna make it exciting though, because that's what we do. And also, do. <laughs> with us out here in the uh, Denver metro area, we've got Mr. John Anderson. What up, sir? How are you? I'm good. Uh, I just want to say here, right and right here now, it was a coup. It was a coup attempt. Anybody fucking around with that? It was a coup attempt. Facts. Don't talk to me. Facts. Get the fuck out of here. It was a coup attempt. Other than that, I'm good. Hey guys. Well, <laughs> good, but uh, I think it's relative. Relative good. I'm 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 2022 adjusted good. Yeah, let's right. say that. And that means that. You have your opinion made, but people still are unsure. And they're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> also with us, Mr. John Kelly. How are you this evening? Uh, Good. Doing well. Doing well. Glad to be back. Yeah, sorry for the little break. I uh, hope all of uh, our listeners enjoyed their holiday season and their New Year season. Um, two things. One, I guess you could just shut the podcast off now because uh, John already decided it for you. Uh, you know, it was a coup. period. Done. It was a coup. Um, We're going to have a debate. You're welcome. And secondly... I'm here to um, save people time. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and, and secondly, uh, happy arbitrary turnover to a new decided year. Um, time is an illusion. So we can discuss that another time. But. <laughs> Right, that that's gonna come after our uh, tech talk, right? Yes, <laughs> it could be, be part of the tech talk. I think actually, Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Technology could technically do away with time, Ooh, as yeah. we know it. Well, now that my brain hurts, uh... yeah, I just had like I just skipped a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, one could also say that time as we knew it was indented because of the industrial revolution. So it was because of technology, and maybe it'll end because of technology. But that's for again, not this pod. Like time Ooh. communism? Can we have time, time communism? Here's the thing is... <laughs> hold on, we're getting a topic. 
Oh, sorry. Gargoyles. <laughs> oh, man. That's not why we're here to talk about time as much as that would be more entertaining. We're here to rag on Donald Trump and his shitty ass statement that he made. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're here to talk That's about it. I mean, we're probably going to talk about that. It's going to be included. But uh, if you weren't aware, I don't know how you couldn't know at this point, but today's January 6th. And a year ago today, uh, there was an angry mob of Trump supporters that tried to rush the capital of the United States and do various illegal things, some of which some of those people are now in jail for prison for yeah. uh, a various amount of time. I think like, for example, the guy who wore the bear head, I, I would listen to that, some of the interview you, you sent over Kelly, 42 <laughs> months in prison. Yep. Yeah. He got 42 months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would be the QAnon shaman that you're, if you're yes. referring to Blake, but yeah, a, a year ago today, I stood in my living room watching an insurrection happen in front of all of our eyes. And it was exactly what this podcast had warned about through the entire Trump years. It was the fact that he would refuse to concede and try to make up some kind of story as to why he couldn't lose. Right. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, it culminated in violence at the Capitol and probably the closest we've ever seen to an actual use of violence to overturn a federally mandated election. It was the first time that the confederal Confederate battle flag had been in the United States Capitol. Yeah. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my personal uh, most frustrating parts of that whole day. Um, but yeah, it was it was um, a, a group incited by leaders, both politicians and in the media uh, and some in the business community to uh, stop a free and fair election. And um, that is I don't I don't think that Americans understand how lucky we are in our political stability and we are going to be heading into a period of time of political instability, which will lead to political violence and Americans for the most part are not prepared yeah, I, for, I think, what is coming. I agree with you 100%, John. I think this is, a, you might call it the tip of the iceberg. It might be the first one that we see in our lifetimes, but, you know, in, in really in watching it in real time and then watching the reactions over the last year, what it is is practice for capable people who actually know what they're doing in terms of violently overthrowing an election. An unpunished coup is practice. Yeah. And, and, you know, I definitely agree that it was a coup attempt. And in terms of what's coming next, some, some experts that I've seen, you know, just some experts opinion who have been watching is that a lot of those people are doing things at the local level, right? More state, state, local levels. Um, to get people in different positions, you know, who are on their side with, um, like, um, election uh, result certifiers and people who watch polls and things like that, but also, you know, local um, boards, like school boards and whatever, right? But, like, also, but a lot of them focused, actually targeted on on the voting system, right? So it's getting prepared. And to this year, we are now, hey, Happy New Year. It's an election year. Um, yeah, welcome to midterm year. This, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The midterm year. I mean, every year is an election year, but this year in the midterms, uh, it, it, it's going to be a trial run, right? It's going to be a trial run. And also midterms, as we know, 
usually there's a swing uh, against the presidency often happens in um, uh, the House or Senate. So, you know, it's just there's a lot uh, to watch for this year in that room. The projections are looking scary for Democrats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not looking good. No, looking really bad. So, um, we yeah, we're we're headed into a period. I'm unfortunately pretty pessimistic about the period we're heading into. I'm not pessimistic about um, the 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 well, aside from climate change, I am not pessimistic about the long term future of American politics, but I'm talking this is going to be a decade or two long battle we're about to go into. And um, I think probably the most analogous period that we have in American history is going to be reconstruction. Um, and honestly, that is one of the less severe outcomes of what could happen. Um, there was a recent op-ed of three, three star generals in the Washington post who warned of a, uh, breakdown in the military and that the military could contribute to a coup in 2024. And the way that happens is you have a president claim you, let's say, uh, it's Joe Biden and Donald Trump again. Joe Biden wins again, and Donald Trump says, I am the president, and then some military units believe him, uh, then yeah. the military doesn't know who the president is. And that's how – that is one of the the pathways to civil war, right. which I have been very much a that's never going to happen kind of person, and I am – coming off of that uh, certainty. I still think it's a very low probability, but I am increasing the odds in my mind of, of like the, the full worst case scenario. But I think the most likely scenario is that we undergo an insurgency or we become an autocracy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think yeah. those are the two most likely outcomes. I, I agree, John. I think that's more likely as well. Um, you know, at the beginning, at beginning of last year and the momentum behind um, holding people accountable and punishing everybody who was associated with the January 6th thing made me more optimistic that something like that wouldn't happen in the long run. And what we've seen in the last year, unfortunately, um, is, and I I don't want to call it slow moving action because I think some of it was really, has been needed in terms of inquiries by Congress and in terms of gathering information. But the fact that we're sitting here still a year later and we still have a committee that's working on gathering information and figuring out what happened and it's a year later is a problem. What it does is it uh, diminishes the severity of what happened in people's minds. It allows a lot of competing narratives to come into and have people discuss. I mean, the perfect example of competing narratives, right, is all of the uh, tweets and um, text messages that were sent by people at Fox News, right? That within 12 hours of the uh, insurrection yeah. being stopped, coming out and saying, hey, it was probably more Antifa and BLM that was there. It was agitators within the deep state that were coming out and forcing Trump supporters to do this kind of stuff, developing this other narrative when they knew damn well that it was a problem within Trump's base and yeah. Trump's own words yeah. had helped start it and could not stop it quick enough. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is. I mean, it was the timeline. To my understanding, is they were texting in real time. Yeah. Mark yeah. Meadows being like, he has to stop this, and then they went on television that night and said it was Antifa. Right. Yeah, so they, so. in the same day, knew what was happening very clearly, and then went on. And the other thing that is like Sean Hannity is very very involved in the in the investigation. He was involved in those text messages, and just the fact that we still call Fox News Fox News is patently ridiculous at this point the, like and and Probably also gambling. the whole like both sides ism of this yeah, it's terrible Maddow isn't texting fucking Joe Biden to be like hey I think this is what we should do on the fucking yeah. insurrection like that's not yeah. so this is an asymmetric situation that we're facing and it's actually unfortunately a disadvantage for Democrats even though it is you know the the, the morally right right it, it, what, what's needed unfortunately is strong authoritarian action against those people and the Democrats can't claim to be both the party of open democracy, open discussion, and also punishing in an authoritarian sense, right? Everybody that's on the other side that disagrees or might say, hey, I think Trump might have had a point about some of these election things, right? In an authoritarian state, that's what happens. You push those people out. And I, but I, what I'm trying to get at, John, because I could, I could see you, is that I, I think the I, 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 the Democrats are walking a, a fine line between punishment and just trying to put as much facts out to the uh, populace and let them decide on their own. Yeah, I think um, this uh, I think that you can hold people accountable while also not being authoritarian. Um, and I think, in fact, it you can. Uh, reinforce the rule of law, which is contradictory to an authoritarian, and the way that you reinforce that is through accountability. Yeah. And so, um, I don't. I I think that. Um, and and let me say, I, I I like that Biden came out forcefully today and said this is a a, a lie from Donald Trump, and people were like, oh, is that divisive? And it's like. It's just no, true. It's it's just true. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, that doesn't mean like is it divisive is the result divisive? Yes, should he do it? Absolutely, yes. 100%. Because otherwise would be a unilateral surrender. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. I I think it is important that we hold these people accountable. And Garland came out today and and um outlined a pretty sub substantial from what I can tell legal analysts who um I trust and are much smarter than me uh, are very satisfied with what he did and a lot of these people were critics of his and saying why aren't we doing an investigation why aren't we doing an investigation and a lot of people uh, I saw today were like okay I'm feeling better about where this is headed and so one of the things Garland said is it starts at the bottom and you work your way up to the top that's just how a normal investigation works and it turns out this investigation is fucking gigantic incredibly complicated incredibly politically sticky so um, I too am very frustrated with the Democrats lack of speed especially Joe Biden. I think that, and we talked about this on the podcast earlier, I don't think we've had the right legislative priorities. I, I don't think that the economic packages were the right priorities because you're not going to get points politically for them anyways. And the most important thing is saving democracy. Yeah. You don't get to fix the economy if we live in a dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> Voters' so, Rights Act, um, please. I, I also would have liked to see some kind of like media yeah. fairness thing um yeah. again be put yeah. into place but yeah i mean unfortunately yeah. there's so many there's so many ways in which legislations like that can be stopped even by you know the filibuster 
right? And things like that. And uh, the Republicans at this point, I mean, like, this is just my theory is like that if, if Biden honestly just knows that like, oh, they're just going to throw sand in the gears of these things, which they have done, if you on the things that have been put forward, so the Democrats focus on something where they're like, well, at least this can pass. Like, because the, the, the Republicans aren't even playing in good favor anymore. They're just, they're just like doing everything they can politically to make the Democrats look bad or whatever their political calculus is. There's Agreed. absolutely no integrity left in that party. So, uh, I mean, the people in charge, I mean, I'm not saying everybody who's yeah. in the Republican Party, but everybody in charge. I mean, I hope that that's not Biden's thought process, because as a, as a leader of a party, your thought process shouldn't be, oh, the other side's going to stop us, so we shouldn't try. Well, but <laughs> you know I guess I mean? my... I'm, but I guess my point is, do, do, do they understand that the mechanism is broken, right? I would submit that the mechanism is broken, that the, the, that the way that the Republicans and the, 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 the rise of far-right nationalism has um, done such a thing that the system itself is not working right now as intended. And so what I question is, I guess, is Biden himself or that the administration recognize that that is true. And, I have wondered that myself. Yeah. I, I, I have been concerned about what seems to be a lack of urgency from Democratic leadership yep. regarding the state of our democracy. Yep. But it seems like maybe they are playing a bit of a smarter game. Um, like, I feel better with Biden's speech today. I feel better with what Garland said. And so they have a very difficult situation right now, and they can it's very easy for them to overstep and end up uh, perpetuating the thing that they're trying to prevent. Agreed. And oh, 100%. So, um, yeah. That, and, and that's what so I was trying I, to get at, too. You're, they're walking a thin line. They really are walking a thin they're line. They're walking a very, yeah. Um, but I do think it's important to be like, you know, we're not going to both sides of this shit anymore. Like, yeah. there, there is a faction who uh, believes in American de- democratic values, and there's a faction that doesn't. And, and that's the political... Uh, state of play in our country for the next foreseeable future. So, um, and you can't play nice with those people. I think it's a, uh, like, <laughs> I think our saving grace with uh, the Trump is going to be um, once he finally ends up getting caught for something and, and going to jail. And then we won't have to worry about him. I think that he so could do almost as that. much damage from jail as outside, um, and maybe oh, even man. more as can a you, martyr. Can you I imagine also, it just, it just, Trump just, running just like from the Tiger jail. King? Trump running from jail. You the I fascist can. Eugene V. Debs, right? In fucking twenty twenty four, running twenty twenty three running from fucking jail while having a populist movement behind him it would be they'd have to put the oof. they'd have to put the 101st uh, airborne around it i mean it would be you, you would absolutely have people trying to break him out of federal prison without a doubt every day it would be yeah. i think it would be a, a a um focal point for armed surrection i really do right, 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 um right, right, right. i will be really fucking surprised if donald trump spends a single day in jail i i will yeah, i will yeah, too yeah. right but if but if but if if the law ends up going that way, do you think that that would actually be a consideration? The law has to be enforced People, by humans, right? Yeah, they'll they'll try to cripple him in well, ways. Yeah, but if, I feel if, like. he, if he ends up being, he's like already broken a bunch of laws. He's already broken a bunch of laws. Like he's already, um, we can charge him with a bunch of stuff, uh, but we haven't yet. And I think it's mostly a political thing. Well, and, so and, and, we will never have a legal rep- a legal remedy to Donald Trump. There will never ever be a legal remedy to Donald Trump. Right. I mean, the only uh, it, well, there is one, and that's if. The this 
the investigation, the committee comes back and it comes back where they think that it actually means high crimes and misdemeanors against the country, his role in what happened. And that means he can be barred from holding federal office again. Right. Like basic, right. basically it's a type of like impeachment process again, and they could bar him from federal office again. He could run for president as many times as he wants, gets as many votes, but he can't and that, be put in office. That's a political solution. Right. right? That is a political solution. Yeah. That's not a legal solution. Right. Right. You're right. So, right. Good no, point. I, yep. I, yep. yeah. Um, so I, I don't, we got to stop with that. I think like they're, they're like, we literally titled a, a, a podcast, Robert Mueller, you're our only hope. And, uh, in retrospect, that was a bad decision on our parts because the only hope that we had was us out hustling the Republicans in 2018 and 2020 and winning elections. That's the only thing that stopped Donald Trump and the Republicans. And that's the only thing that's going to stop Donald Trump and the Republicans in 22 yeah. and 24 and 26 and 28 and going forward. We're not going to have some Merrick Garland's not going to like, you know, rip off his shirt and fly over and capture Donald Trump and put him in a fucking, <laughs> right. you know, none of that shit is going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. it's um, there is going to be okay, no deus well, ex machina. He gets caught up with some kind of like espionage charge what if it goes to that level then it's it'll you know? there's there i truly believe that he could shoot somebody on fifth avenue and there wouldn't be a legal remedy yeah the it, it's gonna be a political <laughs> remedy the political capital that would be needed to imprison a former president is not there right now it's just not we it's just not have there. It would, yeah, it would be, and, and yeah, people wouldn't do it. People just wouldn't go for it, I, I, like, at all. There would be complete... If it was possible, it would have already been done. Yeah. It, Robert it, Mueller accused him of of obstruction of justice. And what happened? Yeah, nothing. We voted him mm-hmm. out in 2020. That's well, what happened. It, it sounds like, it sounds like that the, the, I mean, in a way, we have given up. No, right? it's, like, it's well, that... Um, like, how do you make an example out of Trump at this point? History. So, through history, again, but you, you, you winning, have the political yeah. right side of history. Yeah. You, you do the political yeah. remedy. You have the political remedy. Or we, you know, we have to continue to double down and, and work our asses off to make sure he can't be elected again. Um, and, you know, the, the Democratic leadership in the House and the Senate better get their shit together um, over the next couple months before the primary and then keep their fingers crossed that they don't lose don't lose a Senate and don't lose a significant majority in the House, um, because if they do that, yeah. it's a pretty clear path for any Republican president in 2024, yeah. I think. And Donald Trump, especially if he runs, will win. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one kind of like meta point I want to make based on this discussion is we have as a country learned a really hard lesson that I think is really important which is, um, I was in a presidential history class in college and we were talking about, I forget, there's a Supreme Court case and Kelly, you might remember what it is as I talk about it because I forget the name of it. it the, it's, the name is starts with a CH um, and then it's versus the United States. It invalidated, it was about like legislative interpretation of, of laws and the Supreme Court ruled it was invalid and it invalidates like 25% of legislation or something. Wow. And you know what? We fucking ignore it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And so, and that was a really abrupt moment for me. Precedent. And 
Yeah, and that was one of the things he, the people will say. The Constitution prevents that. The Constitution is what we say it is. Yeah. <laughs> what we all agree it is. Yeah. Uh, laws are what we all agree it is. As is being are. demonstrated right now. As is being demonstrated exactly. right now. Yeah. And so the laws are only as effective insofar as they are enforceable. Yeah. And the enforcement is a judgment call from humans, which yeah. means it is incredibly fallible. Yeah. And so that is something I think that we lived in a country of such political stability that we felt that that was a self-running um, document, that it was mm -hmm. self-enforcing. It's not. And we have to uh, renew that um, as a generation. And the way to enforce the, our way of life and our values is through individual action, not through hoping that some legal argument wins the day. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's going to be, as we were saying earlier, it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. Right. Like, I mean, 2024, sure. But 2028, fuck. Imagine what that's going to be. Gonna, you know, 2024 is going to be really the one I, yeah. 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 I mean, like, wait, it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a whole thing. And so I think we have to be prepared for that. And as we, as it keeps coming back to, as we were mentioning, you all were mentioning, um, political organizing turns out really important. Turns and out. that can, that can mean a lot of different things, but it can also be as simple as just like, talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, just mention, like talk about politics. It's important. And I know those conversations are hard, but sometimes with people you don't agree with, but sometimes it's not about finding the necessarily people you really disagree with. It's about finding the people who are like kind of on the fence because the people who are like really against it, like just don't waste your energy. You know, you're probably not going to change their mind, but like, you know, these sort of things are important and it's going to take, like we were saying, just, just out voting them because the system is so rigged uh, against, uh, against Democrats at this point. Um, and I don't want us to feel unhopeful either, you know, in this coming conflict, um, which will be partly violent. Um, we have, we, the, the forces of democracy, I would say have <laughs> about two to one people. Um, we have, I think in the 70% of economic output yeah. comparatively, um, we, we have the media, we have the culture, um, we have most technology, um, yeah. so I think most tech companies, um, or technological people. Yeah, so I think is real it's cool, not cool, man. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, and so I don't want us to, I like, we get pretty doomsday and I don't want us to feel like we have, yeah. um, I feel hopeful about the fight that is going to come, but there is a fight coming and that I, I feel very concerned about. Yeah, yeah. So in the short and medium term, I'm very pessimistic in the long term. I'm optimistic. Yeah, I agree. The, the demographics in the country are, are shifting and that's the movement that yeah. they're going yeah. in. Yeah. And so the long term is yeah, there. Exactly. It's just, you know, and, and, and I agree. I, I don't want us to sound all doom and gloom all the time either. And it's important to mark this anniversary as something that is uh, solemn and something that you think about in a way of how it's going to affect the future. Um, and, and we don't, we just don't want to see real widespread political violence in a, in a country that, you know, really has classically had violence in a lot of communities and when change is yeah. there. Um, but we don't want to say that there's going to be another civil war that's going to happen. You know, um, we don't want to say that that's going to happen. And it, Hopefully it won't, but these next, yeah. these next 10 years are going to be tumultuous in terms of the changing of the guard 
you might call it in terms mm -hmm. of kind of the classic ways that um, politics have played out in this country and what uh, elections mean and what local elections mean. Um, and, you know, people are going to dig in. They're going to dig in hard um, yeah. when they feel yeah. that they have their power slipping. And so that's when you yeah. have really yeah. these sources of violence. Um, but I, I agree with you, John. Yeah. I think uh, you look at the mindset of a lot of people in the younger, younger generations um, and there's just more people that would vote for more middle and left leaning policies and people who are going to run. So it's about local organization. Yeah. It's about getting people out that have more democratic leanings to challenge people that are on the right. Um, and, you know, at least uh, actually all of us live in pretty easy areas where that's an easy thing to have happen, you know, cause we all live in yeah. pretty left leaning areas of the country where it's really tough to do that is in rural America outside of cities. And, but cities are growing so quickly that, you know, it's going to change state politics, hopefully for the better faster, because that's yeah. honestly the, the federal thing's a big thing, but where it's really an issue, I think is the way that Republicans outpace Democrats in, in state houses around the country, even in heavily democratic states. The insurrection is ongoing and it's ongoing right. at the state and local level so, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's something like I am going to um, go to Arapahoe County and see if I can volunteer as an election, something or other. Um, yeah. The, the, there are certain people and there are certain organizations that are active, which is for sure. I mean, this is my understanding. I didn't, you didn't say this specifically, John, but there are the, the people trying to take over the government. It's happening at the local level as well. Like the people who are at the Capitol on January 6th, they've all gone home. There's been a lot of, there's been different, I've, I've seen some reports of this as well, where those people have gone back to wherever they're from, right? And then they have, they have um, organized at their local levels to start to try to infiltrate in some of the same ways. Um, but also in different ways, but are trying to basically undermine or, you know, get their lackeys in to, to be able to overturn certain elections, you know, being key, being in key positions, getting people elected so that, you know, they can more easily affect those institutions. And then they're meeting back up and they're communicating still because they all met at the Capitol thing and are sharing like information and tools and resources, which is not great. So, I mean, I think that I think we're going to see how this is all plays out again in 2022 a little bit like it's going to be like a trial run for 2024. Yeah. So everybody hang on to your fucking butts. Godspeed. Y'all ready for this? What up, world? <laughs>